0: Here we go. We are live. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Another live episode with everybody. How's everybody doing over here?
1: Doing
0: good. Good? We're good. We're good. People are good. I think we should start this off with congratulating Peter. Easy.
2: Should we do right a congratulations? Should we get a clap, a clap <laughs> <Yeah>. for Peter? <laughs> Peter, we're going to clap for you. you congratulations, would have, Peter. You would have jumped up and down if Milan uh, would have lost yesterday. Mm. And uh, with the Juventus loss, you could have... Uh, I was thinking about it. Out ...and celebration.
0: And- I mean, it's still pretty much... Still pretty much there. First first time since what? When was the last time you guys won? 2010. 2000, you know so, Deccan. That Where? year, too?
1: Where? Where? We won the Champions League that year. That's well. Wow. Wow. That oh, one's wait, a little wait, bit wait. further. There was one more. Coppa Italia. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the treble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those other ones are not possible. All the <laughs> memories
3: going to P now, winning. He's thinking about all the, all the trophies and stuff now. So, P, it seems like you're glowing now, too, right?
1: Uh, that was the sun yesterday. Finally, a nice day out. Want to go play some soccer? I think it's
0: a little bit more than that. I gotta moisturize a little better. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> How you feeling? Seriously, you you feel good? You, I feel Juventus great. lose. Inter doesn't have to play; they could rest another week. International uh, break.
1: Well, listen, I think Inter uh, Sassuolo had to play a midweek game. They were gonna come back and they would have to to play at Inter. Okay, we lost Andano, which was a big thing, but Radu is a pretty good goalkeeper. Last year, he held his own with Genoa. Um, it's not. Padelli let's put it that way yeah. so I think even playing that game on Sunday without Handanovic, I forgot who else was missing to be quite honest because it wasn't important after getting the game postponed
3: Bastoni thing. Wasn't no no it wasn't Bastoni,
1: Bastoni. I forgot but okay. I think Vecino for sure Vecino I think De, Vrij? De Vrij, I, a, a, yeah, I think it was, it was De Vrij, De Vrij. It was a solid, so I yeah, mean it's a big part know. but I think Inter could manage versus Sassuolo and maybe keep that run now you're gonna have two weeks off you know guys going international break um, not getting the rhythm full rhythm so there is a chance of a, of a slip up in one game coming back from international but all in all I think Juventus losing was uh,
0: was <laughs> the highlight of your was weekend was great yeah it was great what would you say your percentages are at now what were they before and then and then how much did they change this weekend after Juve lost for Inter
1: I think Inter had 75% uh, 75% chance
0: and what was it what is it now now it's around 99 87%.
3: <laughs>
1: wow,
0: how precise.
3: <laughs> how precise, Pete?
0: We, we I mean, it's been it's been pretty obvious for a little while that it's Inter Scudetto to lose. I think that that's like more than fair to say at this point. Uh we've gone back and forth and then with Juventus drawing uh losing, sorry, to Benevento. Right. Uh really <laughs> thanks for, for my it, it was sometimes you never know with these guys. Um but uh but yeah, I think that that definitely put the nail in the coffin uh, over there, and, and the only thing could be a massive slip-up from Inter at this point, and some kind of rejuvenation from AC Milan, which would be, I mean, Milan, like you said, Milan winning against Fiorentina was, was only the, if they would have tied or lost, then it for sure would have went to 99.9, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, they got, uh, they got 10 points from Juventus ahead, what uh, they bought up one game ahead hand, and, uh, if they win that game they got nine points from milan so it's three losses and three wins for the other teams uh very unlikely
0: pretty much what we all called though in august i don't think there was anyone here who didn't have inter winning the scudetto maybe you
3: no i i think i had it based on a certain transfer but was it i think antonio might have been the only one that didn't uh i had
2: uh, juve inter yeah, but who'd you but have winning point? the Scudetto? <laughs> yeah. Juve-Inter. Oh,
0: Juve-Inter like that. Oh, you didn't oh, have Inter Juve winning? First. Wow. Okay.
2: I had Juventus winning the Scudetto, Inter number two. And I had AC Milan and Napoli. Those oh. were oh. my four teams.
0: All right, the rest of us. Antonio also said that Juventus was going to win the Champions League with with Andrea. That that a, I, I believe it was Tripleta. Yeah. Um,
3: so we can't take his word too seriously. Yeah, guys, and, uh, Antonio says a lot of things. He yeah. also, Ronaldo was not score in his first Good season, thing that he's not here today. Yeah, it's true. Not to say. He, I
0: wonder where, he's He's probably somewhere like giving us the finger or something. Like <laughs> yeah. very, very yeah. upset yeah. At, at us. We'll uh, so it's 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 fair, it's fair. Uh, but yeah, for, for everybody that, that's in our, in our chat right now um, and available, uh, we, we, should we start with Juve Benevento? We'll start with Juve Benevento and get it out of the way. Yeah, sure, we can go for that. Juventus lost 1-0 to People in Zagi's Benevento. Um lost ball from Artur that caused the the goal for for Benevento, well played by them. And not enough from from a Juve that, you know, if you want to win the Scudetto, there was still this hope. And I think that Inter not playing was definitely a huge advantage for Inter. Um a massive advantage, but it could have been flipped on its head, where if Juventus wins and then they win their second game, they're putting pressure and tightening that gap with Inter, and that would have been the moment to really put solidify and and push and make that push. They did not do good enough. Uh, I think too many out there that didn't have on their mind uh, the idea to win, um, and and really dis- disappointing from Juve. Really sums up how the season has has gone so far uh, this first year with with Andrea. What's even worse is I uh, I screwed up before like in the beginning of the match before Artur lost the ball I was like wow artur is playing amazing I was like he's finally there's somebody that's got a vision that's got this I left it up there because I don't care uh but then he he unfortunately lost the ball I still stand by what I said though uh that artur is a very good player it was a stupid ball I don't know what he was doing playing it across the middle but you don't blame an individual in this case it's not because of uh, one player that you lost it's really the collective and and poor display all in all from Juve that nine years of this dominance of, uh, of winning Scudetto after Scudetto finally seems like it is coming to an end and then what's going to happen from here because I do want to give credit to Benevento. Uh they've done they've taken 4 out of 6 possible points from Juventus this season, which for a team coming from Serie B, usually these ty- kind of teams have fear they 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 they're usually scared to go up against the top dogs. And while it is a very different Juventus than past years, which which should be said, still all credit to Inzaghi who put out a great game plan um and and they won the match and I would say deservedly, you know, it wasn't wasn't that that you know, Juventus were unlucky, or sense there was the penalty, which for sure was a penalty. I don't care what anybody, I don't care what Peter says. Uh, he was fouled, and, and VAR is up in the air. But either way, even with the penalty kick, Juventus did not deserve to to tie or win or win the game at this point. Uh, so yeah, disappointing year. I, I'm sure we'll talk about Pirula as it comes on. But anybody on the match?
2: Well, uh, there's a lot of probably negative thing to say uh, about uh, Juventus. But like you said, we also have to say something good about Benevento. They did play the a game. Uh, people uh, seems like he won the World Cup. He was jumping up and down. He was so happy, and, and also to do it at Juventus Stadium, it's even more sweeter for him. But uh, so give all the credit that you want to Benevento. Uh, going back to Juventus, uh, where you know where do you start? Uh, you have, uh, they still have the best defense. Uh, Juventus still has the best defense in Serie A. Uh, but the midfielder is just, uh, you know, oh, they, they, ne- they need to uh, to do something about the midfield. And yesterday when they interviewed Allegri, they asked him about Betancourt, and he said, well, he's not the player to play in front of the defense. He goes, I met him play there for a game or two, but he's not is a one, two, three player. One, he gets the ball. Two, he looks up. Three, he passes the ball. And to play in front of the defense, uh, if you guys remember Pirlo, sometimes he got the ball and he would look over here and the ball would go over there you know, without even looking. He knew where everybody was. So they have to do something. I mean, the good things uh, about Juventus, Chiesa, he, uh, I think is, uh, is a positive. is doing, uh, you know, is doing good. Morata. And we're waiting for Dybala to hopefully come back and be the player that he was, that he once was. But there are a lot of other um, that uh, that they have to look at, especially the midfield. Kuleszewski, uh, you know, Quadrado missing. cuadrado is a is a very, when Quadrado is missing, man. You could tell. <laughs> Juventus feels that bad. And this kid Kulosewski, you know, I hope that he can find this position there. You know, if I, if I would Pirlo, I would put uh, Kulaseski on one side and Kies on the other side, you know, and just, uh, and let them play. Because this, this kid, Kulaseski, they keep moving uh, his position and it seems like he's not producing like he used to produce it with Parma.
0: I, I think that it was telling the, the Allegri interview, which will which we'll reference. And I know now that, you know the the cycle feels like it's definitely over this was the nail there was still some hope but now the 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 nail in the coffin is set a lot of people questioning the the Allegri you know sacking even though they say mutual but it really was a sacking um in terms of you know then going to Sari then going to Allegri which which it it, it builds into a deeper issue of this Juventus i i'll let Peter and Mike touch on before we get a little bit deeper anything anything you want to say peter I, it's I a great moment say- for you would,
1: besides that we listen but besides, besides that except. no but I'm saying besides uh, yeah it's great to see Benevento beat Juventus Juventus was looking like they could maybe enter or come back into the yeah. scudetto cha- race so it's always good that you can get a help from Benevento and if I had Antonio here I would kiss him because two ex ex-Milaniste, Gattuso and Pionzaghi once slayed Milan the other slayed Juventus so uh great to see that um, no, but jokes aside, Juventus, three years ago, they had a plan, right? They were going to have Cristiano Ronaldo bring them Champions League glory, right? Every move since that Cristiano Ronaldo signing has been very questionable. And listen, the De the Chiesa, they've made great moves, but it's just trying to understand what Juventus was really looking at. And, you know, Allegri... They fire Allegri because no, you, you can't enjoy a Juventus match with Allegri as a coach. He's too tactical. There's no beautiful football. You, If you remember, before the Saudi signing, there was a long time in between where, to a certain extent, everybody was questioning Guardiola, this person, that person. They pretty much were left with the scraps, and they chose Asadi because, okay, it's beautiful football. He probably can win. He won with Chelsea. You know, we'll 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 manage. Then, Sadi comes in. There's a lot of kinks in that chain. There was a lot of problems with the Juventus team. But you didn't buy him the players that he needs. You don't buy... You can't ask Sadi to work miracles with players that, On unfortunately, Pirlo has now. And it's like, okay, the midfield needs help. So, you make the decision to go after Cristiano Ronaldo. Off the, off the field, it's worked wonders for them. On the field, they've been strained to who they can buy and who they can purchase. But... They've made a lot of stupid mistakes. Ramsey, Rabiot, uh, you know, people might argue for certain players, but these free tra- these free transfers kill your books cuz now you're paying a crazy amount of salary whereas it probably been worth spending 25, 30 million on a player and then having something. Then also like Juventus needs a number 9. I'm sorry. If Juventus if Ronaldo had a number 9 next to him, Morata for me he's good but he can't be a starting number nine for Juventus, my opinion, you know? Um, and that's, then that's needed, right? Um, but yeah, just too many mismanagement, too much confusion. And it even comes down to now Pirlo, when he's making decisions on the field, how many players are moving around? And it's like a guy like Kulusevski, unfortunately, doesn't have the time to settle into a squad, let alone settle into a Juventus team. Mm-hmm. So the, you got a lot of young guys, you got to, but I I do see like I understand that it's an end of a cycle for sure, but you have a lot of guys that are young and can play. Now it's just a matter of who's coaching them. Getting <laughs> who's coaching them, which is big. You can't be cheap with that. You get your guy. It's better get that one guy than get three guys that you're paying. Mm-hmm. Okay, for sure. And then you
0: have an idea and you have a project, and then that that all comes into place. Mike, I want to ask you um, for you in your perspective. Yeah. Where is the blame on this cycle? Let me give you a couple options. Is it one? Is it Pirlo coming in? Is it the players? Is it the management? Or is it simply an inevitable experience that you're going to have after dominating for almost a decade?
3: Uh, I think it's, to be honest, it's a little bit of both. I can't blame Pirlo. I said four options. Yeah. so all four not both <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which right. both i was going for the management a little bit and the end of the cycle uh more towards that like at the end of the day there's only so much you could blame Peer law. if you've offered me the job i am gonna be like yeah i'm qualified yeah i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna say no to it whose fault is that that's juve's management for picking someone someone inexperienced when you have a ready player like ronaldo who's ready to win the champions league and you don't fortify the team to have a Champions League level squad. And I think to me, that's that's the worst, uh, th- that's like a recipe for disaster, what, what they did over there. And on the cycle? And on the cycle part, realistically, if they kept, uh, kept Sari or got someone like Allegri, they probably could have squeezed out another year, maybe two. Uh, so it's not the biggest deal that they don't win this one. It's just, they get someone that's inexperienced, and you wanna you wanna like play to get the Champions League. It's like an oxymoron. You get an inexperienced coach when you have uh, you have a, uh, the best player in the world on your squad. I feel like you gotta pick one. If you have Ronaldo already, get a couple more world-class midfielders and get a top coach, even Pochettino that has some experience in the Champions League, and just go all out. You, I mean, you're already there.
0: Oh, well, the budget. The budget. Juventus's budget is is really bad um, in terms of their finances, but, which is which is like the biggest problem that they've they've endured. Yeah. Obviously, that which is what everybody complains about with Ronaldo. I love what what Andrea. Uh, sorry, what Alessandro Del Piero said yesterday on ESPN, where he said. Ronaldo's not the problem to anyone who's saying Ronaldo's a problem, it's the players surrounding Ronaldo that are the problem. When a guy scores 30 goals in 33 games or 34 games, you don't claim he is the problem. And I know people say, Oh, you're dependent on this. I would like to be dependent on a guy that scores, you know, almost a goal a game. And this is the only reason why I'm not mad is because I, I was expecting this, I was really expecting this. And all of us over here in August, most of us have been saying similar stuff even for two three years now on the midfield of juventus that it's not up to the same caliber as it should have been in the past i mean it was obvious to anyone that watches football and you understand how the game goes it was simple math on good versus bad so i I pretty much expect this and for me the way that i see football you don't win a game without a dominant midfield i the only thing i would say with pirlo you do not sack him just because if you're buying into this project, you should have expected that you're... For me, when they got Pirlo, it's fighting to to stay in the Champions League. It's not to win a Scudetto. It's not. And your goal is to win. Of course, 100%. If you're Juventus, you got Ronaldo. It is to win. But your expectations have to be a little bit different. And they need to be, you know, understood, managed. That was the word I was looking for. So, it's not him. The only thing I would say about Pirlo is at some times, I think he's forcing this 3-5-2. Where Juventus is built to play a different, a different system. It does not make sense. I think a four-two-three-one. You get a couple really good players. You keep Ronaldo. You do not sell Ronaldo. You get two, three players to add into the qualities, and you have to keep Pirlo at this point. If we go back to the decision, I think that any Juve fan looks back, and a lot of them were were tired of Allegri, right? They said it's boring football. He's not the he's not putting this in. But now looking back, you say they got rid of they got Ronaldo to try to win the Champions League or to try to go far in the Champions League, and they fired the coach that took them to two Champions League finals. A coach has done two Champions League finals where the team was not really matched up to be in the final and they were only outclassed by much better squads. So looking back, it was probably a poor decision. Whether Ronaldo played a part in that, whether it didn't, who knows. But just looking back, but I think the deeper problem is the poor strategy in terms of how to build out.
1: The only thing is that I agree with you. If, if the project is you know, there's a rebuild or not even rebuild because, Juve, listen, this year I can accept that after nine years winning Scudetto is an off year. But you're Juventus. You have to make sure the next year you have the idea and, and the project in place that maybe you're not winning Champions League, but you're going to compete far into the Champions League and you're going to com- compete for the Scudetto and be one of the favorites for the Scudetto. Now, that's being said, Pirlo... I agree with you. I think you give him the, the you know the extra time. If you chose him, you're gonna deal you're gonna deal with all these problems. Awesome. And now the second year, you know, he's gotta perform, yeah. right? But at the same time, I think Juventus have to really come down and say, is like with Cristiano Ronaldo, there's a big question mark now. Does he want to leave? Because I think he was a deciding factor in two other coaching decisions between uh, Allegri and Sari. Ronaldo played a big part in that. And this time around, I don't think he's going to be as patient mm-hmm. anymore. So it all depends on one guy and the project. If he believes that Juventus can make a team now to win or to, like I said, to play to win this Champions League, he might, you know, he'll stay and maybe something happens. But, but do you think that I he think thought
0: that it before this season, seeing his team, seeing his coach, that he thought, oh, we could realistically win the Champions League? No, but he was forced to yeah. So now you don't think that that might happen again?
1: It could, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is now he sees what happened this year, and he's like, you know, get me out of here or or change something.
2: Yeah, or buy two two midfielders.
1: Yeah, or buy two sure. midfield. Buy yeah, someone yeah. that you're gonna say, hey, I'm investing in Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm investing in Juventus. Exactly.
3: Go one way, not both right. ways. Because he's sure. he's
1: got. I don't. Well, listen. I don't want to count, but he's got less years yeah, yeah, ahead yeah. of him. Yeah. He's got one year less
0: on, on his contract. They were talking about an extension, but obviously yeah. in terms of Ronaldo, and I couldn't even blame Ronaldo at this point if he wanted to move on and, and go see something else, but you have to take into account the world that we live in right now where it, it's not as simple as going to pay you know a guy 30 million euros with, well, with the COVID
2: restrictions. PSG, PSG at Manchester yeah, no, i I think, <laughs> think he'll stay one more year and uh, if they get him the, those two midfielders, and for this year, listen you look forward then you have uh some time off now and then you have torino and napoli you win those two games uh, and then there are some matches still to be played uh you never know you can get close
0: let's uh move on move on where we're we going next dad come on you tell us you decide this one
2: um let's go to uh roma napoli let's leave fiorentina Ooh. milan for the end
0: roma napoli your boy fonseca again are you here to yeah. defend them no Fonseca
2: actually was very upset I never seen this guy upset <laughs> <laughs> he was upset he said that Roma and the players they didn't have the courage yeah. uh for this game so um Gattuso again once again you know Gattuso has been criticized but he did a good job I mean this was a big win for the uh for the Champions League. I mean, uh, Roma has got 50 points, and Napoli now has got 53 points, and they have one game uh, less, and uh, it, they only two points from Atalanta and Juventus has 55. So Napoli is a five point, Roma is a five points, and Napoli is uh, at two points with one game in end. So it's a nice, it's very very nice race for the uh, for the champions uh, for the Champions League. Uh, Mertens scored two goals. He's hundred goals in Serie. A. 133 totals, um, so that was a, n- a nice, Mertens finally came back, uh, he's been waiting for Mertens, now he's got uh, Ozime on the bench and he, he's got Lozano also on the bench, he's got Manola, Manolas on the bench, so he's still got a few options, Napoli, to, to get there. Yeah. Roma, mm, I, I see it uh, with the Zeko, I think he got hurt, so they really, uh, and they didn't do a good job they really did not do a good job yesterday against napoli
0: peter i was gonna say I your think boy fonseca yeah they got, everybody's always putting well, every time they say fonseca yeah. they ask they about br- you they peter. Bring
2: peter off
1: all the time <laughs> bad game <laughs> it sucks because they lost to another you know better team and there's a we know already a track record that fonseca is not able to beat these better teams um I think it could be his stubbornness and and how he prepares the matches and not willing to uh defend or or not defend, I'm sorry, but tactically uh monitor or change his approach. Um they're still there. I mean, I understand it's five points from fourth place, but you know, they they're still there in, in the in the mix. Um I think Roma could get a pass this game because they did play the Europa League. And they beat a Shakhtar. That Inter couldn't score one goal. They put five goals in two games. Um, so they do get a pass. And only and Italian they're the Only team. Italian team in Europe yeah. now. And they, and they have Ajax to play. So Can't criticize so them too much, we eh? have to. You know they're maybe focusing on on playing in Europa League. And you can lose to Napoli. You know I think you can lose if you're a Roma fan. You could accept that. What you can't accept is what Fonseca was upset about is the courage and the willingness to want to win. And that's something that has to still be addressed with this Roma team. And, you know, obviously the management will make a decision at the end of the year. But Fonseca is going to stay till the rest of the year. And then obviously with Europa League to see what happens. Napoli, like you said, Gattuso, he he looks like he's getting beat up from every which way. (laughs) But his team is there. His team is playing to what everybody would expect. Um, you know it's not fancy by all means they scored the two goals and they defended the rest of the game and then they were counted on the counter attack but it's efficient you're doing it you, you know the point is to win and also De Laurentiis left a tweet I think he said like Forza of Napoli put it at, like 3 o'clock yeah. in the morning Bravo. too yeah, it was uh, celebrating Forza yeah I don't know if that's... Uh, These guys are so flip-flop, man. Yeah, it's like know. one week, oh, I love the guy, one week I don't
0: love the guy. That's all my only it's, problem yeah, with
3: That's all the news with that, yeah. I
0: think.
1: So I, I think if you give... Listen, Gattuso, if he gets Champions League, he's got to stay. Well, yeah. He's got for to. For sure. It's just, his football is just so boring. That, for,
2: does he want to stay? That
0: does he
1: want to stay is another question. My, my
0: <laughs> only thing with him is like, I understand about winning. I just... It's just I guess I just relate Napoli to that beautiful type of football. It's it's yeah. like it's like the brand that I have in my head every time I see Napoli and I went from like Really wanting to watch Napoli games, like I remember just wanting to watch them because they were so much fun, and you never knew where the goals were going to come from, and they were fluid, and they were attacking with Jorginho a lot. I I love the way that they used to play, and it's just that's completely drained out of them now.
3: It is drained out of them, but Gatuso's won a trophy more than Sadi has been there for the past uh, three or four years that he's been there. So different that, teams in the league, they were they okay. were
0: close. If, that's if you that put was. Sadi's they Napoli inside this this league, I know I'm who wins. Not, if, if Saadis not had to go against this Inter and this Juve, this Juve they would finish above them, obviously.
1: I think this Inter team is pretty good.
0: They uh, But they would it's be very... It's going to be total. total they, would, they would fight, yeah, they will will fight total, like total, they did worse that Juventus. Team. I think it would be even yeah. closer. Really? Yeah. Maybe. I think I think yeah. that Juventus was better than this Inter. That's fair.
3: But you besides the point it's hypothetical. Yeah, you have a point there. But uh yeah, I think Gatuso, even if they fall short, I think they're one of the teams in Serie A this season that had the most uh setbacks with their squad with what happened to so many players in terms of they don't know, they didn't have a real striker altogether. That Oshiman was out with COVID, uh, Petani was never really started, Mertens never found a goal scoring uh his goal scoring form, so it was very flip-flop especially with the defense. And uh, what he's doing now, I think, is incredible. I think the team has back, and even if they fall, if even if they make fifth place, I think Arinos uh, gonna stay an extra season. For sure. Let's
0: talk about Milan. Antonio's Milan, who uh, got back into this match against uh, Fiorentina, Looks scary at one point. So uh, Frank Ribery get back on the score sheet. I don't know the last time that I've seen him, uh, seen him score. Uh, I was also very happy to see my boy Benassere. One of my favorite players, uh, when he when he's on for Milan, for me just builds a different team. We we got to see him play a little bit, um, and Milan won. Oh, I'm,
1: I'm just looking at you uh, at Gaetano's notes. Oh, and I remember I made a comment about
0: this goal, and Margot said, "Nah, get out of here." What is it? What, yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All I was going to say is that i like to see Venice i back. I'm, now I'm interested. Milan <laughs> won 3-2 um, and in, and in a, a very important moment because if they tied or lost this one, I think it would have been yeah. the the, the fans would have been point. really really mad. So sometimes you need these kind of wins. They did a good job by getting the win. Can I know what what, what this is he's now? Tell you. He's tell All right, you. Let's
2: hear. Uh, I don't know what happened to Brandelli after that game, <laughs> but, but I don't know if he, he ended up. And I hope he's okay. And for what? the first time, they had Antonioni uh, say something, and it was a bad time. So he come he commented on the goal that when Ibra scored the goal, he pushed oh. Petzella, and he pushed him with his chest, and then and that put him out of balance, and then he. He was not offside, and then he scored the goal. And when they saw it, everybody mostly agreed uh, from Tardelli to um, Pecci that that was a foul. And that should have been called back. Um, Fiorentina still struggling. I mean, they were winning 2-1. They uh, they, they scored a couple of goals. They looked like they were going to maybe be able to pull a list one out but um, ac milan is doing incredible away from home they won 12 games away from home and plus uh, tight i think they got 37 points and it's a oh. record oh. so they uh, they're doing uh, they're doing pretty good and they still uh, they're still there with this game that they won they're still there they still uh, uh, 9 points if inter wins otherwise they could be a six points so it's uh, very interesting uh, for the rest of the season. 10 games to go, I believe. 11. Uh, 11 well, games for, to go? For, for, some. for some. For some are different, okay. yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be nice. Nice uh, games uh, to uh, to, uh, to watch coming up.
0: What do you want? You want my opinion on Ibra's goal? Yeah. Is that what you're going to say? No, and today that's a foul. Today it's a foul. Because, I mean, if you see that almost most of the time... If you push from behind which it was shoulder it wasn't really chest it was his shoulder that he pushed him with and extending the arm it's a foul from behind they always give that um we know today with var we don't know what's gonna it's a it's a coin mm-hmm. it's a coin flip <laughs> who knows what's gonna happen with the referees uh it's a rant for a different time i don't know how many times we could keep saying yeah. how embarrassing things just keep getting worse uh with that with the Keza, with this um but yeah what, what, what were we gonna say about mila why
2: you don't no, agree? No, no, the bar, you know, sometimes they check, sometimes they don't check. Sometimes it's a yellow card and, you know, it could have been a red card, but they, the referee saw everything, so they don't go and check. And it's always like it's you say, you know, it, it's a flip of a coin and the, there's the protocol or no. This one you cannot review, this mm-hmm. one you cannot see, but the other one, no. it's I, terrible. I the, it's, it's very confusing.
1: The worst part of all of it is... The referee can blatantly <clears> say, I saw it. It's not a penalty. <laughs> and
3: he's so stubborn about it. All that he pro- check.
1: protocol goes out the window. Yeah. So stupid. So like dumb. if he wants to be that stubborn guy, I, know. It, I guess his pride is bigger, whatever. Yeah, if he doesn't you know, believe in the technology. Yeah. If, yeah, and that's where, you know, we joke about Antonio, but, you know, like a challenge you're kind of forcing the referee for sure. to say, hey, right. you got to go take a look at for it. For sure. And I think that could be some, an element that is, that is used. At this point, um, absolutely. Yeah, you know, at least you're forcing that. You're making sure that, hey, listen, even if you don't think it is, go check anyway because we really think it is. And if it's not, so be it, you know? I agree. Um, I agree with you.
0: As long as we don't give Antonio credit for thinking yeah, about that, I'm going to agree, man.
3: Well, to be
1: fair, NFL has been doing it for a long time. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, it's not it's Antonio's not idea. idea. <laughs> uh, but going back to the game, yeah, I thought Milan... They they have Fiorentina winning. Fiorentina was winning two one. I was like, wow, this day is gonna be even better. And Inter didn't even play, <laughs> um, but Milan came back. they were able to win, uh, and uh, it shows that you know the year that they have, they've been having. Um, even though twenty twenty one hasn't been as great as twenty twenty for them as far as uh, form, uh, it was nice to see them come back from. They played Europa League too on Thursday, losing to Manchester United taking a lot of energy out and they were able to come on Fiorentina and, and score three goals and too score three with goals. the goals. Yeah. you know Fiorentina well, we know this already it's, it's like such a streaky team yeah. and until there's a real you know project with a real coach unfortunately that you can say oh i believe in this coach 100% you're going to get these performances
0: so um there's was one other thing that's been on my mind lately that's bothering me, and I want to make this a big conversation uh, for the podcast. Besides the VAR, uh, which is just I'm just throwing it on the side anymore. I just we I don't know, even I don't even argue already. It, already. it already. The thing that bothered me now, like we said, Roma's the only team that's in Europe, right? Um, all Italian teams are gone. Fair enough. I'm, this conversation is not for Atalanta and Lazio. I want to just say that I exclude them from the conversation. Yeah. Um, and I, when I was hearing Allegri talk last night, I agree with Allegri in a lot of his philosophies. Like, I think that Allegri is a very intelligent person. I think he's more intelligent than I think people give him credit for. Um, and he was talking about this for years, about the Italian mentality and, and the way that just we see things in in Italy. And I just, I hate the scared approach that we have in Italy of the, the mentality that we have is terrible. Like, honestly, I'm ready for fresh ideas. I'm ready for new you know, coaches from different from different leagues, from different countries that could give a a real winning spirit to these teams. Because I'm sick of it at this point, and and I agree with with um, with Allegri, where they asked him about this. They asked him about the mentality. He said, "Is it just a mentality issue for these teams?" He said, "It is mentality, but it's in the culture of the country." He's like, "It's a cultural problem more than anything. That this is how we've grown up." He says we put we don't put enough emphasis on the players and we put too much emphasis on the tactics. And I agree with this like wholeheartedly. I, I'm I'm totally on that board. And I know we we've talked about I, I really respect the Germans. I love the Germans as a model, just in their mentality. I always think about when they beat Brazil, right? And they just they just hammered them. They just kept going. It doesn't matter if you're winning 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. They have it in their mind that I want to keep winning, and I want to have this spirit that I'm not scared. I'm not scared. If I get a goal, if I score a goal, I'm not going to go in with that fear approach. And I really think in Italy, we have this mentality. We have this fear mentality where we dominated in the 90s, right, with our football. Football has evolved. Football has changed, but we have not. We have not adapted, and the other countries and other leagues have done better. And it's bother- it's really... It's, it's bothering me right now.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I listened to what he said. He, he had a lot to say. And he did say that it's part of the DNA. So if you go into a team, you have to know which team you're going to. And if you go into a team like Juve, uh, Juve is a family business. Uh, they have a fiat. Uh, they have to be number one. They put a lot of sacrifice into everything they do, but you have to win. Winning is the most important thing. Then you, he said, I coach also AC Milan. Milan was Berlusconi. Ber, Berlusconi was a TV man. He was a movie man. He was a show man. So when you go to AC Milan, it was different. It's There's more of a show. Now, between Real Madrid and Barcelona, even though he hasn't been there, but you get the feeling from Fabio Capello that when you get to Real Madrid, as soon as you open the door and whoever's sitting there at the desk, they make you they make you believe it. this is the best team in the world. You came to coach the best team in the world and everything around them is you have to be the best in the world. There's no other way around. Then he talked a little bit about also Man U. when you go to, if you go to Man United, you know, you have to learn the, the team, you know, it's not possession of the ball back and forth and back and forth, and, you know, <coughs> they want to see the ball inside the box. You know, three, four passes, and the ball's got to be in the box. So he says you have to learn about that. And uh, when you talk about Italy, yes, it is a culture, it is a cultural problem. Now, he, he talked a, uh, about uh, a lot of things, but one of the things that uh, that he talked about is starting from the back, right? That I always I go crazy when they pass the ball back to the keeper. And um, he did say th- the soccer. They always started from the back. It's not something that he started now. It's always started from the back. The only thing is that now uh, they gave him some numbers before that game against Kievo, and they looked at uh, uh, how many minutes um, uh, uh, the goalkeeper Buffon had the ball. He had the ball for 1 minute and 39 seconds, Buffon. Then they looked at their midfield, and they looked at the Miffy at the ball for 45 seconds. Oh my gosh. He goes, <laughs> that's crazy. He goes, no, he goes, it's impossible. He, he goes, crazy. this is something went wrong over here. <laughs> so he says, he went to the players and he says, listen, we are here in a very democratic, okay? We do things democratic. He goes, uh, this is what the numbers are. He goes, if you guys play like that, I'm going to take the goalkeeper out of the game. <laughs> you know, you have to have balance. And that's what he said. You have to have balance. There are times... When you cannot give the ball back to the keeper, of course you Yeah, but you can't. The guy guy is under pressure and you give the ball back and and then the ball goes to the other team and they score goals. So he said you need balance uh, when when you go forward and when you go back. And I agree with that. That's maybe I've never been able to explain it like that. It's not that I don't believe that you never give the ball back to the keeper, but now... You know, they, they got three players from the other team inside the area and you're playing with the goalkeeper. Come on, you don't do that. That, I think, is wrong. And this thing with the tiki-taki and going back, you're a midfield and you give it back to the keeper and then you're yeah, a midfield and then you go back to the keeper. And you have the keeper touching the ball more than a midfielder. That's, to me, that's unacceptable.
0: Peter, what are your thoughts on uh, on what what more so what I was saying with the Italians and the mentality? Because I think it's more than just yeah. lacking skills. Oh, yeah, I mean... <laughs>
1: First off, the 90s Italy, we know already. It there was an Italian team in every uh, Champions League European League uh, final, final yeah. right? Um even a Sampdoria made it to a Champions League final in uh, I think 92. So, and they had Mancini was playing. But uh, going off that point like yes, the players there were a lot of great Italian players and th- those golden days of Italian players. Maybe we don't have those creative number 10, number 9 type players as we see Italy's lacking that exact player but we have a lot of good players and I think uh, there's a sense of arrogance between the Italian uh culture soccer culture football culture where tactically we're superior coaching wise we have the best coaches and when you have that when you already reach the top then there's there's no room for improvement there's no room for growth and I think that's that's uh, as far as a football culture, that's a, a a problem because now you already feel like you're superior. Then we can just focus on this tactics, and you know they could have the best player in the world, we'll be able to figure out how to beat them. And it only works to a certain extent, especially like you said, the game is changing; it's more modern, it's quicker. It, there's less stoppage, uh, so now you don't have the time to regroup and re and be able to identify certain tactical problems. You know, if a guy is fast, he breaks down any tactical problems because you can recuperate and and, and win a ball back or you can uh, beat the lines and, and dribble through. So there's all these different uh, ideas. One thing that I can say also in Italy is we we tend to um, say oh no, we have to give time to the youth players. We have we have the mentality like oh he's not ready for the moment yet. Meanwhile, the Bayern Munich, the guy that scored versus Lazio, six, 17 years old. He comes on, they throw, he's starting, Champions League game, boom, go ahead, play, show what you got. And I think that also uh, is needed for, for Italian football to go further um, because that burst of energy and sometimes that uh, being naive, you'll see more creativity. When you know that there's pressure, that's where you see these problems where they make a mistake in the past or there's too much tension. And in Italy, there's a lot of tension. <laughs> You're 24 7 newspapers everyone's fighting over you and sometimes some youth like you're just playing the game the way that you see and you don't feel the pressure sometimes right you're just saying hey i'm out there i'm playing my game um so that's 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 what i take out of that i think italy definitely has to learn and be more humble and get some
0: top players yeah I, it was just—it was on my mind, particularly this week. Obviously, with everything, you know, with the Italian teams getting knocked out, just this sense of mentality being left behind in the dust. Honestly, I feel like we haven't adapted well. And then once Allegri said it, it was like, okay, like I—I I really know that this is this is something because, you know, when you see guys at that level say it.
2: The, the other thing that uh, Allegri said, uh, you know, one year he said I play against Barcelona four times because I had nightmares about these guys because they go. A hundred miles an hour. He goes. The ball moves so fast that every time you get to one of their players, you're late. He says we need to teach the young kids how to the technique in a in very fast. So they have to move the the um, when you attack, you know, the passes. They have to be very fast. And you know, it's not this all this ticky tacky ticky tack and you go back and you take it because when you play against Barcelona those guys you can catch them and they, they are they're unbelievable in their technique and their speed. The other thing that um, I told was uh, something that I, I would like to say was um, these, uh, these coaches is, as a coach you need to be at the service of the players. You there to to uh, to ha- provide a service to the players, make these players better, uh, and I thought that was uh, very interesting. From because sometimes the coach they go there, you know, and they say, oh, "Okay, I'm in charge, and you do everything." No, because no, he goes, "You have a player there, you there for them. They are gonna go and win the game for you." Because sometimes I made them lose a couple of games. But when they win, it's them making me win. So I thought that was, uh, that was a really interesting. And the last thing that I would like to say is, is that champions, when you have a champions on, on the field and when you have a champions on, on the, uh, and a great leader, the great leader is somebody that comes to you and, and brings some solution to the problem. If you come to me and you always have a problem because mm-hmm. you're not a great leader so
3: well said like yeah. like Gaitano oh no,
0: sorry not you will said Allegri well said right? Yeah, that yeah, was all right I almost gave you credit for that <laughs> but I feel
3: like that's something Gaetano would say but I'm happy Gaetano brought the coaching thing up a little bit because uh I was, do, I was doing some reading too, and actually, Capello said something. He was talking about the coaching and stuff, how stuff change, and just the, uh, the mentality of calcio in general. He was saying, I want to read it, I don't want to mix it up with his words. He was basically saying, a former footballer who follows a, co- a, court, a coaching course in Goverciano, he invited, uh, they. Uh, He invited a capello and basically told him some like uh, what they do there. They said they they rather have fashionable over concrete coaches to. Uh, to take class so they can learn from I think Capello was like instead of doing that instead of being in the old time they have to get someone like Klopp or Mourinho the best ones and teach them from the basics and start uh, from the basics how to pass the ball and stuff like that so he's basically saying to engineer the whole mentality of coaching and teaching the youth in the primavera so it can kind of go up from all the rest of the ranks which is pretty interesting because yeah. Marco was touching a lot of pa- uh, upon the mentality of culture in general yeah, no,
1: yeah, I think that's the beauty of football is that- that there's so many different ways to play this game. Yeah. There exactly. there's no real one best way. Uh-huh. But one thing that we can all say is as, as Gaetano mentioned, as far as the technical ability, right? If you can do a certain thing with Barcelona like the way that Barcelona does, that stems from an early age. And that's something that's gotta be important as far as development of younger oh, players. Yeah. And so interesting that you said I wanted to make a, a remark. Borussia Dortmund, interesting, with their youth under 15s, what they do is if when a midfielder has the ball and there's pressure. Instead of telling them to pass back to the goal, or pass back, they forcefully tell them, no, get out of that. Try to make, you know, even if you make a mistake, you have to try to break that line and, and get onto forward front. Turn, twist, and move the ball forward. Right. Don't ever go back. So it was an I interesting like that. thing yeah, that like Borussia Dortmund implements. In I didn't know that. U15, yeah. you know, U15, which, you know, that sh- they should be working on their technique, not mm-hmm. to winning the top, you know, the
0: U15 championship, yeah. you know um that's 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 kind of what i meant by like just being more open-minded and seeing what others are doing and realizing hey these guys might do this well can we adapt it how does this fit into our philosophy and not being stuck in our ways of this is how it has to be because it's worked for us in the past because listen history yes it's important but it can't tell you the future you can't just replicate what you've done in the past and say oh this is gonna work because the game has evolved it's different but also comes down to
1: money without the infrastructure you and without making the money on privatized stadiums and whatnot, you don't have the money to invest in better coaching. Invest in the youth. Fair enough. Because a lot of these teams, you know, after, after the top Serie A teams, these teams in Serie B, you know, Serie they
0: C, they don't have money to invest in the youth. But they have to have the idea. They have to have the idea of instilling this winning mentality that we go out there to win and we don't accept it's like sometimes I feel like we accept being the victim. It's like, oh, all right, you know, we're playing these guys. Okay, that's how it goes. No, take the game to them. Go for it. Believe that you're still going to have that opportunity. And I feel like that's where we're really suffering total uh, as a whole. Mike, what else we got to do before we wrap up?
3: Uh, well, we talked a little bit about club football. We know international break is upon us too. So now we know that Zuri uh, is coming together for World Cup qualifying matches. And I just want to read the schedule uh, right here. They are playing three games. Uh, Northern Ireland, they're playing on Thursday. They're playing Bulgaria on Sunday. Uh, then Lithuania on Wednesday. Um, also, some notable things I want to bring up, uh, some call-ups, Toloi got his first international cap, uh, Brazilian-Italian, similar like Georginio uh, Emerson, Palmieri, he said a nice quote, uh, uh, you know, he's Atalanta's captain now, he's uh, cemented his place over there, he's been incredible, he said, I never thought I could have gotten to this point, it's a dream come true, I became an Italian citizen 10 years ago. And uh, we have like an initiation song that he, he is with Azuri, but it's nice. Can you sing his initiation like song?
0: I have to sing. T- yeah, can you? No. <laughs> come on, you're, you're on top of the table. You got to do something. <laughs> on top of the table. Yeah, he's Inter, on top of the right. table. Okay. Come so on. You uh, on. Let's, on let's
2: wait for Antonio to come by. Let him sing. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want it's Peter the, to sing. Uh, okay. <laughs> is this
0: right. Peter's song you can't give us? Oh, you... it's this is Peter's song. song? It's Peter's song. He wrote the song. my song. You wrote the song, no? He's know.
3: rolling a red carpet for you, P. Come on, you can't let us down.
0: <laughs> well, this. let's give him a second to to think. Any any other games that we got to talk about? Anything that we missed, that? Well, I, you know, Spezia is,
2: Spezia won this game against Cagliari, and uh, uh, they still uh, they they're doing pretty good. I mean, it looks like with Benevento, they are about six or seven points from the third of last. So. Good job by Special. Cagliari
3: should have tied that. Simeone missed a tap in, they yeah. got an offside goal yeah. in the last minute. It was a crazy fun yeah. game. Crotone though.
2: was winning 2-0 and they lost to Bologna 3-2. Really uh, two. Two, yeah. So Crotone, uh, you could forget about it. They, are, they could go Serie B. And Parma-Genoa. Uh, uh, Genoa won 2-1. So Parma is in bad, bad shape.
1: And Parma was winning 1-0 too. So this that was yeah. a crucial game for S- Salvation.
2: Sampdoria beat uh, Torino. Mm, that's a to, to <laughs> very bad and the next game is with Juventus uh, so they're in very very bad shape and one thing about this Atalanta I don't know if I understood uh, when they started the game but Bonetti was doing the game he said that Atalanta was playing with four center yeah, backs they were I checked with four yeah, center four backs four center backs yeah wow <laughs> he said <laughs> yeah. that was the
3: first gasp that was the first, yeah, yeah. That was the first time they did. Yeah, uh, I actually read up uh, on that. He said uh, they were missing two. Two or three of the starting wing-backs that they usually play. So Gasparino was like, let me see how this goes. And he's like, it worked out and better tolo- than I thought.
2: Toloy Toloi was uh, like on the right Toloi side. Toloi was the
3: right back. Right, right back. Yeah, I think Jim City was the left back.
2: But maybe he can be the right back, so back for Italy.
0: <laughs>
1: no, but you're playing a Hellas Verona that attacking-wise, they're not the greatest. So you can maybe match with that. that if sure. you had some fast yeah, exactly. over there, you cannot play with Exactly.
2: And Lazio, last but not least, Lazio won. So Lazio is also in the run for the fourth place, but they uh, will be there what they got one less game and they got 49 points. They're about six points from, uh, uh, from the fourth place. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Cambo Basso let's talk about Cambo Basso yeah. for a second. They did tie 0-0 in their last uh in their last match. They're still in first place. Yeah. Check the exact amount of points. By 5 points in first place. 5 points, but I believe the yeah. second place team does have a game, a game in, game in hand. hand yep. So just just take that into account. Last week they did play. They scored a game winner in the 86th minute. Right. The goals on our Instagram right now if you want to go check it. Great goal and then they all went they all went crazy to celebrate.
3: At Italian Football TV.
0: At uh in the you yeah, late on 86th minute. So good job by Kamba Basso, still staying in first place. the The road for Chi is still on the horizon. Uh, they're pushing forward. They're They're hoping uh, their next games are very, very crucial. It's, it's all against the top teams. So I think we'll really be able to understand uh, Kamba Basso what the outcome will be because Cedi D is it's crazy because you know they could be qualified in April if they would win all their games, or it could it could last into May. And as you guys know, we're hoping if they do get. Are in uh, the rise for promotion. We will be there to document everything. Fingers um, crossed,
3: guys. Knock on wood. So oh, we're all hoping. We're reason. all hoping
0: for Campo Basso uh, to do that. And of course, you could always catch their games on their YouTube channel. They've got the entire match, but we post some of the highlights too, um, all across our socials. Anything else, guys? Anything we miss?
2: No, I think we got we got most of the most of the stuff. Um. Oh
0: juventus did a very nice thing the one one good thing that happened uh this week they put on uh their jerseys mike can you click on it so i can read it actually because i don't remember exactly they wrote uh nice messages uh, on the numbers of their jerseys to be able to uh fight against like all forms of uh discrimination of of racial injustices Uh, so i thought it was a nice a nice touch from them and we know the whole serie did a did a whole campaign against that and each number had different things written on it. It had different meetings, um, so it was really nice. You, you could check it on our Instagram for the full. I won't go through each number, uh, but good. Finally, from the from the Italian teams uh, pushing against something that you know we should be doing for for a long time. So we say good job to Juventus for that. That's it. That's it. Everything's good. Peter, no vagabondo, no 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 singing. Uh, I Not, think you you did a pretty good rendition. <laughs> 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 yeah. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Only if we do it together. Oh, I'd love together. to see that. Okay,
3: I, love to, I would love to see that. You well, got have to go to start on the same side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you gotta, wanna, no, 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 oh.
0: Put put the you gotta put the song. Oh. Put the music? You gotta put the music. I'll do it very low then. Yeah, put the music. We we oh. need to hear something. But we have
3: to switch spots too since you guys no, were we gonna sing it. I
0: don't remember the whole song. I only remember one part. A, as long as you hear the Vagabondo che <laughs> so
1: io. Vagabondo <laughs> que non sono altro. Ah, you knew more than me. Soldi in Tasca. No.
3: <laughs> wait, you we guys got, know more than I did. I got to oh, get Gaetano. Yeah, over. wait, you're about to go on it. Oh, that
2: was the song that,
3: uh, that was Toloi, Toloi singing.
2: singing. Didn't
3: Ibra sing that song?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah he, he did. did. Ibra and Sanremo. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. San yeah. San Remo,
1: That's Ibra, probably where Toloi uh, got, it. got it. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. I saw it from Ibra, and then I saw it, and then I started playing it, and then uh, Toloi.
2: So I'll yeah. practice for the next time. All <laughs> right, perfect.
0: Guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. <laughs>